Man, sports is near and dear to a lot of people's heart. If you still ask me, I still think I'm an athlete and I feel for them. And I think it's so crazy how, like, you know, the modern day professional athlete be getting dogged out from their coaches, from owners, and not to mention people with no athletic bone in their body. People don't come from where they come from, not even cut like they cut, got so much say on the narration of like their legacy and just, you know, what their career was like. And them also to get into the Hall of Fame and whatnot. And with that, this just brings me to my next point. Bro, when is one of these players going to be smart enough to have a goddamn enough sense to start their own league and start making all the players players go to that league. You know what I'm saying? A old FUBU league, a for us, by us league. And this might be good for the black athlete too, you know what I'm saying? Because they tend to get dogged out from these owners who is nothing like them. And I just think that this might be good for the whole overall community because I could tell you any sport is one of us that's the best at it. It's shit that you don't even think we do. Golf, wrestling, gymnastics, all that type of shit. So I think it's time we get our own leagues, bro. I say, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo Nice. It's your boy, Raj Move. Raj, wow, your boy, Los, a.k.a. C.A.P. Hey, man, um, Rumble is talking, I don't know, is he talking madness? Or is he talking like some um, some some clarity right now, man? The FUBU League that Rumble is so eloquently speaking about. Um, what are your thoughts on that, C.A.P., a.k.a. Los? Well, I think... Um... We already had a uh, well. He won at the league in the league, started league. But I mean, you know, Levar Ball started him a league. And I don't know uh, <laughs> never lost. what's gonna happen. Never lost started him a league, and I don't know what's gonna happen to his. You know, he don't have a kid playing. I don't know if he's gonna have the same, uh, I guess, uh, you know, intensity or whatever. Or he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna still be like he was before. Um, I'm not sure about that, but you know, he tried. I just think it'll be. Really hard now because you got to come up with the money and the funds, and it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of other things involved in you know coming up with your own league. I mean, they got the Drew League, they have mm-hmm. leagues out there, but I mean, I don't think, and that's I mean, it's popular as hell, but you know, at the end of the day, is it making the money the NBA making? That's they the thing. Said, I mean, nope, go ahead. They said, Well, I'm just saying, they said Master P had like a wrestling league too. I was just throwing that out there, man. They got leagues. I mean, yeah, uh, Tiny and them had a league. They had a little uh, men, uh, 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 three three boys and three girls. Oh, the big starting three. Starting league. The big three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, big three worked. I mean, it works. But, I mean, you still have NBA players, and at the same time, they're not making nowhere near as much money as that. But I'm talking about they had a, the, uh, they had, uh, what's it, Master, uh, Tiny. I think Master P had a, New Orleans had a team where you had to start three men oh, and yeah, then three girl, yeah, two girls yeah. had to start. Yeah, that league, the that. men, I don't know what they called it. Man, Houston had a team too. I forgot who had the team in Houston. A little co-ed well, league, yeah. Yeah, you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, nobody's gonna be able to just come out and, and foot out, uh, you know, two hundred million million dollars over the course of two years to people like they are in the NBA. So, you know, you gonna get outpriced at the end of the day. 
So. And I mean, it was always the Negro Leagues too. So, so they, was, I mean, they got something to be yeah. said. Raj, what you think about this, Raj? I mean, I just don't think that it's something that could happen right now. Mm. Uh, but I just think if we, uh, if we, we shall overcome. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I just think at some point in time, when we get when we get to the point, and when and when Rumble speaks, I want to give people a, a bead on Rumble. Rumble is a football player, so my mind went completely to the NFL, wrestling, not too, to the though. NBA. And it seems uh, it seems a little bit it seems a little bit like uh, like possible to be able to own an NBA team as a black person. You know, Jay Z, Michael Jordan, like in in football, it seems like it's no, it's no chance. Like Shad Khan is our closest, you know what I'm saying? It's the closest thing that you're gonna get to black in the in in ownership in the NFL. You know, you so, know, it's not happening for the uh, National Baseball League. Now you know that ain't happening. I've never heard of the well, National well, Baseball that's League. That's not the truth because because, because um <laughs> because Magic Johnson was actually a part of the of Dodgers, some ownership team that was yeah, he, yeah pick up the Dodgers. Yeah, so true. it could happen. I just think you know foot like. Football, bro, like football is where it's well, at in America. So, so I, let me just take one step back because I think that Rumble mentioned starting our own league and everything we mm-hmm. were talking about with um, with examples were things like, oh, um, Ice, Ice Cube got the big three. Yeah. And Master P had that one league and Tiger had this one league and whatever. Yeah. In, in ball order ball. for it to be a oh, league, yeah. though, of us. It has to be multiple ones of us owning teams. Mm-hmm. It can't just be the league would have to be like yes. Puffy got a team and Jay Z mm-hmm. got a team and Oprah got a team and Michael Jordan got a team and Barack got a baby team got and LeBron a, baby, got a yeah. team and Baby got a team baby. and you know what I mean like and Jay Prince got a team and like yeah. then QC I think them got a team down there yeah exactly so you put all of everybody money together like for their own individual mm-hmm. franchises I don't see why it couldn't quote unquote happen that way I mean they could all have organizations running off of millions of dollars. It just isn't going to be the amount of money that the NFL, like you just said, has. But, I mean, if they're able to work TV deals and stuff like that, it's just it's a far-fetched thing because it's hard And are we going to watch it, though? We, I mean, we say we we want that type of stuff. We would watch it. Are we going to watch it? Okay, so look, this is the scenario I thought about when I heard it. So let's say the league started tomorrow. And all Mm. of the black people, like, because, I mean, mean, let's just be honest. Rumble's not talking about... um, you know, just everybody. Uh, like he's talking yeah. about a black league where, all, like, Lamar Jackson is the quarterback for one team, and Cam oh, and oh, Kaepernick. I'm, wa- I'm, wa- I'm watching and, it. I'm and, watching it. And white boys could come too. Like Christian McCaffrey could be on a team. It's just mm-hmm. gonna be mo- all black, like mostly owners and and all mm-hmm. the rest and halftime shows and all the rest of that. And, so my question: We're getting out the best players. Okay. Right? No, yeah, all of them. So my question yes. would be, um, Raj, would you support the Baton Rouge badass? Um, over the Saints, if all the boys left, and our local team That's now crazy. was the Baton Rouge yeah, badass, no, gun. <laughs> no, no doubt. Like if if the Baton Rouge if the Baton Rouge badass and was was full, of, like you know what I'm saying. The quarterback was whoever. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater and 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 every other every other black you know fire player in the league played you know in that league. Then for sure, and I think, you know, that's the answer. That's there. It is like that's that we could we could win. What would the I don't logo know, be I don't know what Baton athletes Rouge listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what 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 athletes listen to A this chopper. podcast. But if we're trying to win, start whispering that in the in the your, your teammates' ear. We Dude, win you with sports. You 
hang out with the Denver Broncos on a weekly basis. Shut the fuck up. You go to whisper that into somebody job. here, dog. Yeah, it's your job. Like, it. That's Come your on, job, Rod. Right? Shit. Come on now. Because I'm not about to tell my partner to go tell Vaughn Miller. <laughs> to be part of the bedroom's badass. No, to overcome. Right. no, you don't tell you don't tell your partner. You tell Vaughn Miller yourself. <laughs> if I could, I would. If you real. Yeah, yo man, Vaughn, come true. here. I want to holler at you real quick, big dog. I got a little, I got a little proposition for you. Speaking of, yeah. one of my, <laughs> my partners said, let me get, let me get some, and we're partner. trying to get that old spice sponsor. This podcast brought <laughs> to you sure by um, Vaughn, Vaughn Miller's not trying to hear. No, the, you don't know. News. I need you to you listen that. Um, that homeboy, this podcast brought to you by Dre Hype said he going to a party with uh, James Harden this weekend because, like, his mama and James Harden mama are best friends. So it's like a birthday party, I think, for Harden Mama. And he was like, yeah, I'm just going, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a ask him about whatever, whatever. I was like, man, go tell him to um, do a little quick drop for the best friend weekend. Like, <laughs> Real fast. I'm like, hold up. What did it look like? Everybody walk up to him. Hey, man, how you been, James? Listen, I got hey, this uh, clothing. Can't get a drop. Can't get a drop. <laughs> but... That's the stuff that he probably used to. I got this clothing line. Man, could you do this mm-hmm. on my mixtape? He not used to somebody saying, hey, bro, we about to start a league. <laughs> <laughs> we trying to start a whole league. Can you quit your job? Now, no. Wait, wait, hold, come, hold on. You before you walk away, now, li- now listen to me. Now, listen to me. Before you walk away, now listen to me. We can guarantee you, we can guarantee you what you make in one year. We just going to split it in, <laughs> in the four easy payments. <laughs> Over you time, know you got now. that Adidas money. How about you just yeah? You gonna get some people. of that cash. You gonna get some of that cash. So you ain't worry about the IRS, and then some of that's gonna come from an anonymous account. Now <laughs> you might use let's, a rush call. Let's but. just be honest. Let's just be honest. I'll be like, look, James, this is what we're gonna need you to do. We're gonna need you to forfeit that NBA cash. You're gonna just be living off that Adidas cash. But what I'm gonna need you to do is donate half of your Adidas cash to run your franchise. Cause you yeah. get your own franchise in this. Bet on yourself, brother. The, the South Central Beards playing against the <laughs> playing against the Baton Rouge Badass. Badass. <laughs> yeah. And, and if y'all score 100 points, the whole crowd get free daiquiris. Free. <laughs> Oh no, the Baton Rouge badass concession's gonna be lit. Brought to you by this podcast. Oh. Brought to you by Edo Hand, <laughs> Edo Food Truck. <laughs> what? Edo gonna be the the sponsor of the Negro League? Oh yeah, we gonna have we gonna have uh, Mr. Hydration, uh, uh, Moose Daniels up there in the stands, man, with the beer man for the to the stars, man. We got this, we got this shit worked out, boy. Stop hmm. it, stop it. Don't hmm. play with our league. Stop it, stop it. I'm kind of hype. You kind of hype about the halftime. Yep, got a smoking section in that thing. Yep. So handing you, out y'all, edibles. Y'all gonna have them Shreveport baby, hey babies? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how you gonna hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, 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 I love it gonna be a, a, a jigger pill. Right? I love it gonna be ecstasy. I was shit just gonna be called. That's what y'all. Was, I was gonna be that Katie and a swing, and it's just gonna be nothing but Tucker. We're gonna be playing nothing but uh, swing eye music at all. <laughs> <laughs> Old folks gonna love our shit, man. That jigger. Hey, man, before I um, get into the next thing, man, I went to a school yesterday and I saw a kid and he had AirPods in. And I walked up close to him and I noticed that there was regular pods that he had cut off to look like mm-hmm. AirPods. Mm-hmm. And that means that they probably, I mean, obviously they wouldn't work anymore. He was just doing it mm-hmm. for fashion. And I felt yeah. so bad for that kid. 
But then I was like, fuck kids, because kids probably made him so self-conscious that he had to cut his regular little pods to make them look like some AirPods, and I'm not a fan of it. I don't even think kids make him conscious that way, I think, because a lot of kids still have those. I just think he's trying to be way too cool. If you don't got it, you don't have it. <laughs> like, kids don't even really make fun of kids like they used to. Like, I think, like in certain, especially at a certain time when they should, like if you stink, so like that, they don't even make fun of kids like that anymore. So... Off you flunk, they don't make fun of you anymore. So I think he was just trying, overly trying to be cool and fit into a crowd that he's not gonna get into. I mean, it was because a lot. I, of, I just it think it's sweet. I just think it's so funny, Los, that you speak for every for kids, for the voice of the kids. <laughs> I think kids still do make fun of kids. Actually, uh, just to let you know, the Dare guy, which I thought Dare was always drugs. Darren and switched over to bullying and all kind of stuff. Was asking me for money and basketballs and stuff like that. In the you want to know why? Because it's, big, it's, big, it's big money and bullying now. It's big money and bullying. Just like I mean, sure it is. Say what you want to say, but kids still get bullied for various reasons, yeah. including nah, the one. They, they, get, they get cyber bullied and make a little fun, but it ain't nothing that ain't just no. Like, you can some, cyber some bully somebody. About some, some some of it is crazy, but you can't want to kill yourself because you don't have no AirPods. No, but like Roger saying, he's telling the truth. I saw there was a commercial, and Clifford now he not on drugs no more. Clifford is the big red bitch because they be bitching him in the hallway. <laughs> <and> <laughs> And it's all about bullying. <laughs> it's a female. Her name is Clefina, the big red bitch. The and, big uh, red bitch. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm telling you what I know, dog. Like, why would why would oh, I make this shit, up, man? Let me let y'all know what burned my boot at this week, man. The first thing that burned my boot at, and I listen, I mean no disrespect, because I saw it this week, and I don't mean it to wow. But I did, and when I saw it, it burnt my booty. Cutting big gold Invicta watches burn my booty. Oh yeah, man. I can, I can. I only say you can't like you have to. Yeah, also how you function with that thing on. <laughs> there was a time and a place where we used to have like Geneva watches with all them bezels in them, mm-hmm. and yes. every, and we all had us a bezeled out Geneva watch, dog. And it was like, ooh, yeah. we was killing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, with the magic that time when it. Like I feel like Invic- big gold Invicta watches have taken the place of Geneva watches. You can't have that big chunky watch that's half your wristband. Like I it just can't do it. Raj, do you own one or have ever owned one of them things? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. But I've definitely looked at them because they they are gaudy. Mm-hmm. Like they catch your eye. And most of the time when I see them, I see them in places like TJ Maxx, Ross, Marshalls. Mm-hmm. I thought um, it was like hot topic and- is where you no, I don't believe so. But nah, maybe you've seen them there. I, I, I it might see not be Nixon hot topic. Or, like zoomies, that, maybe Zoomies. That's what I meant. Zoomies, Zoomies definitely does not sell Invicta. Okay, it was one of them type of stores though. I see it anymore. But go ahead. No, I, I thought it was no, always eBay. Zoomies, or like that. Zoomies sells a lot of Nixon watches and whatnot, Nixons. But, Nixons. Uh, you're right. You're right. That's what I was thinking. But uh, but Invicta Riches. is all over. Is in encrusted in every Ross and TJ Maxx. <laughs> and yes, they burn my boonet as well. And once I figured out once I figured out what they were, it's I don't it's like on the cusp. Like I feel like every single Invicta watch costs a thousand dollars and it's marked down to fifty five ninety nine. <laughs> the boys look like it should be K and G then. <laughs> and so it make you feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like oh I got a six hundred dollar watch for fifty five ninety thirty two dollars, yeah. <laughs> Because it was 20% off. Yeah, it was a 20% off coupon. Y'all stupid. No, I mean, I hear you, but they burned my boot at, man. Look, let me tell you another thing that burned my boot at, man. Oh, man. I just went to um, 
I just went to Atlanta. Atlanta don't owe me nothing. I just came back from Dubai. Dubai don't owe me nothing. I just went to down the street to Austin. Austin don't know, owe me a thing. I don't owe me nothing. Your homecoming. Burn my booty. Though. You don't owe me nothing. <laughs> Don't owe me nothing, burn my boot at. That's all I got, man. You just said that last week on the podcast. I did not say that. You said, I just, hey, leave it homecoming. You don't owe me nothing. Did I say that? Yeah. I think you did. Y'all going to have to rewind back the tape. Go find it. If if y'all can find it, if either one of y'all can find it and give me the timestamp, then, you, then you're right. But guess what? Neither one of y'all going to do it because both of y'all lazy as shit. So I don't expect you oh, to do okay. it. I would expect a listener to do it before y'all <laughs> I'm definitely turning that in tonight. <laughs> Turn it in your, well, look, if your you listen to the podcast, go and listen to the last podcast again and tell us where so that man don't think that we lazy no more. <laughs> just yeah. inbox y'all. Yeah. It's called yeah, delegate. Just, yeah, just tell us so we can prove him wrong. I don't, I ain't got time. I just, look, listen, doing this podcast don't owe me nothing. Listen, so y'all could, <laughs> y'all could, uh, y'all could go ahead on with it, man. Another thing that burned my boot at this week, um, that commercial, man. Uh, it, I, it's I don't know what what the company is. I, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it's about little lungs and the little lungs going skiing. And um, I don't know. Have y'all ever seen this commercial I'm talking about? I don't believe so. It's like the real cost of smoking, and it's like a little some lungs, and they never grew to the right size, so they're going snowboarding. And then oh, the yeah, lung, he kept falling. Yeah. He kept falling, and then he end up like getting. He go in the air, and then he end up getting impaled by the yeah. horns of a moose, and his yeah. lungs. Man, that mm-hmm. shit is that shit is disturbing to be on TV. It burns my boot out that y'all would show that on TV. The real the real costs are like big to like the fight against big tobacco. Yeah. is always. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always it always it's always bad. Like it's always shock vulgar. value. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they let them do that. So mm-hmm. that shit that shit like actually like had me like with the with like goose pimples when I watched that commercial. It's disgusting. It's lungs on a snowboard getting impaled by a deer antler. Yeah. So you didn't know lungs was athletic first, and then they can survive on their own. They really don't need us. It's lungs with legs and eyes, bro, and arms. Yeah, they don't need people. <laughs> just lungs. <laughs> just need it. Baby fucking lungs. I mean, you, I think I think what what burns my booty. I just watched it. I think what burns my booty about it is that is that you could um you could do better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't need we don't need you don't have to like. So like, what are you saying? Like I'm I'm just trying to figure out like what. Oh, so if I smoke, my lungs are gonna be small, and then I'm gonna end up. On a moose, like, like, what is that saying? Like, I need you to be a little bit more direct than that. Like, I mean, don't just say, "Oh, you're gonna die on a moose if you smoke cigarettes." <laughs> like, that's not. Oh, that's not how you. Is that moose supposed youth. to be Joe the camel because he's smoking? No, that's a camel. That's not a moose. <laughs> that's a different. Right. It's a whole different animal. <laughs> that's uh, that's low. actually the most the most Chinese Japanese moose. Hold <laughs> <laughs> up, but Raj, you know it's my favorite um Mexican restaurant in New Iberia. <laughs> What was it, Raj? Uh, Hibachi Japan. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh shit. No, but I mean I I don't get it. I don't like that commercial. That commercial burns my boot at, man. Listen, another thing that burns my boot at is the fact that I think everything is fake news now. That burns my boot at specifically that I've been seeing all week that somebody wanted Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. And I was like, that's so much oh. bullshit that the, that it can't be true. Then I actually looked at it before the podcast. It was on CNN. It was on all kind of shit. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the Hollywood execs was really like, oh, I know exactly who could play Harriet Tubman. I want Pretty Julia Woman. Roberts. I want Aaron Brockovich. Let me ask you a question. How would you feel if she actually got the part? The same way as if that. George Clooney played MLK or if Will Farrell played Frederick <laughs> Douglass. <laughs> That's a good example. I mean, Will Jim, Ferrell. Jim, what if it was Jim Johnny Carey Depp? I feel like Johnny Depp would do a good, would do a good uh, Frederick Douglass. Would you be okay? So now I got the question that I really want to ask here because this, you know, I, you know, I really wanted to go somewhere with it. So if, Vin, um, what's his name? If, um, Vin Diesel ended up playing Martin Luther King, would you have a problem with it? Yes. I mean, yeah, it specifically, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I just don't think y'all, that that man could do a good Martin Luther King. Ain't no way, ain't, okay. ain't no way that man could play Martin Luther King. So y'all. if the Mike Tyson biopic came out and The Rock played him, would you be okay with that? No. <laughs> so I'm telling you, look, look, let me elaborate Them boys is kind of black. No, no, but what I'm no. saying is it's physically... I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it because The Rock too big to play Mike Tyson, and just like Vin Diesel too Vin Diesel to play Martin Luther King. I agree. Um, but, but let me ask you this question. Okay. Do you think that Julia Roberts can play a good Harriet Tubman? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the real no, question. No. 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 Because I do. No, I don't think. I don't think. Listen. No. I don't think. And this is this is this is Al not hotelping, but this is Al being race relations one on one. I don't think a white woman could play an effective slave. You're not going to be a believable slave I mean, to me. Uh-uh. The only thing, the only thing that I would be concerned about with Julia Roberts, other than the fact that she's not black, the only thing that I would be concerned about her <laughs> playing Harriet Tubman, one, part. it would be blackface. It's a big part. A big part of it is her voice. I just don't know if she could do the, you know, like that whole thing, like the Negro spiritual <laughs> Wait, voice. All who my said, life, who said this hat? Who yeah. said that is how Harriet Tubman spoke? Harriet Tubman might have been that's eloquent. Definitely how Harriet Tubman spoke. Harriet Tubman might have been the most eloquent. That's the uh, come on, man. The black most. I think she, I think she invented the slang, most of the slang. So I know she went eyes and wheeze. Masters. Masters. She's a killer, boy. I mean, then that's even more. She probably I I think Harriet Tubman spoke. So up. maybe if it was the little white lady off of the Golden Girls, like the old one. Maybe she could have did like a little in blackface. I don't think she mean enough though. I feel like I feel like only people who can play Harriet Tubman is one of them little soldier ladies off uh what you call it, off Black Panther. Got to be one of them. I feel like Um, you got you got to be you got to be ugly and really mean. Or one of them chicks from Wakanda. Just pick one. Yeah. Any one of them. Black Panther. One of them little soldier chicks. Oh, any one of them. Okay. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> so let's go back. Let's take it a step back. Could a oh, white Issa dude, could a white dude be a good play one. Colin Kaepernick in the biopic or Barack Obama? And nah, it had to be The Rock. <laughs> could it be a white dude? I'm just saying, if them boys half white, could it be a white dude to play Barack in a Barack movie? 
Could so nah. do I want it to be no? But do I think yes? Do I think it could happen? Yeah, I think it could. I think it could happen. Cause the white dude who played Barack on Saturday night—I mean, the dude who played Barack on Saturday night live—was a white dude, right? I'm pretty damn sure that it wasn't a black dude playing Barack when he was, you know, the long. St- I mean, you know, obviously every president has a person like freaking uh, what's his name is Trump, um, Alec Baldwin or Stephen Baldwin, whatever <laughs> one of them Baldwins. He Trump, yeah. like the dude who was Obama. I'm pretty sure was a white dude, but I could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying. Well, I'm Saturday Night Live too, though, so that's not really serious. Yeah, I'm not saying it's serious, but I'm saying that's a step in the direction of they they did it. They just say, "Hey, man, we're gonna have a white boy play him." I'm just that's that's definitely a white guy, and I think yes, that white guy. If it so, he, I think he's made to look a little silly. But if they made him look less like a, a little more professional, Barack Obama, sure he could play. What extra time? Do I want him to? No, but do I think he could be effective at it? Yeah. So you, who would you rather, that white boy or Blueface? Play Barack Obama. Blueface. That white dude. <laughs> I don't want anyone buffoonerous playing Barack Obama. How about, so, how about Tiger? <laughs> she called me daddy. I Tiger? Tiger. Like, ti- like, like, I'm um, faded. Faded. That Tiger? Oh, Tiger Woods. Wet. That Tiger, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tiger, Tiger don't have no tattoos on his face and shit like that. So, yeah, nah, he, he does. You can do it. I like Tiger. You're at the Tiger, then that the white dude. Well, you yeah. Know, it, well, he, he going to get him on that. So, that means uh, his little baby mom going to play Michelle Obama, China, Black China. <laughs> now we're being disrespectful as hell. Y'all are, y'all are like terrible it. right now, man. Hey, I listen. Like I would not mind if Black China played Michelle Obama as well. China, <laughs> Tiger and Black China. <laughs> We might well cast Jasmine Casmer then. Yeah, we doing it like that. Oh my God. Y'all y'all kind of make me sick a little bit. Listen, let me tell y'all the last thing that burned my boot in. Um Stephen A. Smith burns my boot in. And we about to start talking <laughs> about we about to start talking about it. We're gonna hop right into the Kaepernick. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't get disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um <laughs> So listen, a thing that um, you know, the homie on uh, this podcast brought to you by Jamin from the Black Coffee Company. He hit me up a couple of weeks face. ago and said, for, the thing that burned his boot in was that former presidents who on one hand have issues with the tactics of an on-the-ground Black, Black Lives Matter activist, but on the other hand, mad at activists who do their work online using technology, coming from the same guy who broke barriers with small online campaign donations. So basically he was saying, you know, how Obama came out the other day talking about you know, people on the like, like basically social media using that like cancel culture type thing. How he was against it, and I just think that, and I it, there's a pool of people, and I hate that Obama's kind of sliding in, st- sticking a toe in there. Um, not as much as the other ones, but I want to definitely get the other two that I have in mind. I definitely want to. I'm really talking more about Bill Cosby, Steve Harvey, Stephen A. Smith, like even Jason Whitlock. Like those people who are like black, older black men who tells young black men or black America how you should act when they really don't be having our back. And the crazy thing is all them boys end up usually getting their comeuppance some kind of way, shape or form. I just hate that, dog. Like, And I think that we never really got into this deep talk on the podcast. Raj, you do remember this. There was a a, a local leader. We're going to talk about, about another local leader in, in our hometown of New Iberia later in this podcast. But it was a local leader whose son got killed earlier this year. And he went on TV and everything talking about, I want the death penalty for, for the boys who did it. 
And I immediately thought like, man, you got to watch what you say when you're a black man who's kind of like people look at as a leader mm-hmm. because what you say people listen to and you got you got you got it you got to watch what you say and i feel like Stephen a smith don't watch what he say he don't be having our back he just be saying stupid shit though that's he don't what get I'm paid he just all he do is yell 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 insert a whole bunch of stats and and uh <laughs> random stats that we didn't know here and then yell 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 again and then tell people to stay off the weed <laughs> stay so, off let me tell the you my saving, weed go ahead let me tell you my saving grace about about um Stephen A. So Stephen A is the currently the highest paid yes. ESPN mm-hmm. like color analyst, whatever they New call him, anchor. Colored yeah. nigga. Go on ahead. right? <laughs> colored <laughs> analyst. Um and and then his contract is about to come up and like he's about to be in negotiations to like get even more money. Like they're not gonna let Stephen A go like they let Skip go. Yeah. <clears throat> All that to say is, I I think that man got a lot of skin in the game, and whenever he whenever he does say something crazy, like I'm not talking about crazy like opinionated, I'm talking about like just something crazy like what he said about Colin Kaepernick. I tend to lean to like, well, what does he know mm. that I don't know mm. that he can't say? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like that's I'm I know yeah I know he says some crazy controversial things, but I just think that Stephen A. Is a like that man is in the know. So when he says something about somebody, and I'm not saying he's all knowing, I'm just saying when he when he says something, I'm like I don't like it. But what does he know that I don't know? Well, he, he heard something we didn't. Yeah, well, he contends that Colin Kaepernick, if would if he would have went ahead and did the thing like the NFL told him to, he would have had a job this week. That's that's what he contends. Like he said it on the air. He was like, if Colin Kaepernick goes out there, he would have to throw the ball in the stands to not get a job. Like if he mm-hmm. like. This is what he said. So, I mean, this is obviously the conversation we want to have. Let's talk about Cap. Um, we, we threw out our ideas as far as what might have happened, what could happen, what possibly could happen. And it happened like none of us would have expected it to happen. It was so left field as far as like I was at work on Saturday looking at my phone. Like anytime I had a chance to be like, damn, I want to see like if they got some highlights or some yeah. some news on Kaepernick. That's what, I, that's what I was doing Saturday. I don't know about y'all. Was y'all like? I did the same thing. Same y'all checking thing. for it? And I don't know, man. I, for, everybody's pretty much heard the story, for, but for those of y'all who haven't, I'm going to be as brief as I can. Um, Tuesday, they gave said, hey, man, you got two hours to tell us if you want to have a workout Saturday. He ended up acquiescing. Uh, acquiescing? I don't even know. Did I pronounce that right? Anyway, he comes up on in the day of or the day before. The NFL gives him a contract. He shows it to his lawyers. They said, this is not the standard contract. We cannot have you sign this because this contract isn't just a physical it's a contract that says that you will um, like forfeit rights to be able to sue the NFL like in the future if you don't get like you know what I'm saying get on a in, get on a team. So it was basically something they like tried that. to get him. Ooh. Like they tried to get him at the last minute. They had 28 teams mm-hmm. supposed to be there. So he quick he gets on the phone. They said that he had been in Atlanta with the Know Your Rights campaign a couple of weeks ago. So he met some people, and the people he met. We're at a school district in the in the actual Atlanta area, not where the Falcons were, which is outside of um, outside of the city. And once he he contacted them, they said we could get you in the gym. The athletic director said, "Nah, we." I mean, in the field, the athletic director was like, "Nah." Then they hollered at the superintendent, and the superintendent was like, "Yeah, we want that smoke. Come on, we want Kaepernick mm-hmm. here." So yes. um, he was able to do his his stuff. He got his whole crowd, his own, his own people there, and. Um, 
He invited all media. Yeah, all his media. I mean, the the media, they wanted to be there. Pretty much anybody, really. Mm -hmm. So it could be an open workout. He worked out with his receivers, did his thing. Wore a shirt that said Kuta Kente. Um, That shit was 50 miles away from the place that he was supposed to have the NFL. And the NFL was supposed to be there. And this is all. Basically, that's that's, that's the whole thing in a nutshell. I don't want to... We can talk about the particulars, but that's the overarching thing. So Kaepernick did not work out for the NFL where they said he should. He worked out in his own place, out in the open, so everybody could see it. And now it's kind of like he said, "Hey, NFL, it's in your jobs, in your hands. Stop being scared, um, and whatever else." So, I think that was kind of like I think that kind of scared people away from him with those remarks afterwards. I don't think people were so afraid of him opening up and being like transparent with all that. I think it was the rah rah kind of speech afterwards. With him kind of, you know, I think that's well, what well, really kind of had people like, hold Let's on, play the shit. speech. Let's what? play the speech then, Los. Right. I appreciate y'all coming out. That means a lot to me. Our biggest thing with everything today was making sure we had transparency in what went on. We weren't getting that elsewhere, so we came out here. It's important that y'all are here. Y'all been attacked for the last three years. Y'all continue to be attacked. We appreciate what y'all do. We appreciate you being here today. We appreciate the work you do for the people and telling the truth. That's what we want in everything. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here and showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. So we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. We're out here. We're ready to play. Ready to go anywhere. My agent Jeff Nally is ready to talk to any team. I'll interview with any team at any time. I've been ready, I'm staying ready, and I'll continue to be ready. It's all the people that came out here today to support. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. To the people that aren't here, I'm thinking of you. I appreciate you supporting from where you are. We'll continue to give you updates as we hear. We'll be waiting to hear from Roger Goodell, the NFL, the 32 teams. We'll let you know if we hear from them. Ball's in their court. We're ready to go. So, I mean, you heard him. I mean, and if you see the video that goes along with that speech, mm-hmm. did you see his eyes, like, bugging out? He looked kind of... He, 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 look, he looked very Adderall-ish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, he's on a party pack of Adderall, which, I mean, I guess you would need for that type of stuff going on. I but, think he looked uh, radicalized, man. Adderall-ish. You don't think radicals to Adderall to stay focused like that? Go ahead. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he did look he looked kind of spooky, you know. So I mean, I think that that part of it kind of scared people away from from the whole thing because uh, I I don't understand if he looked good there or on the high school field or wherever. If he looked good to you, he looked good. You know what I mean? I don't think it, it shouldn't matter to where I think that last little piece kind of scared him off. Kind of scared some teams. I was like, ah, oh, he's still, still with them shits. I ain't really for that. You know? Because at the end of the day, people want to win. They they don't want no drama. They want to win. You know what I mean? We don't have no problems you coming and helping us win. But if you're going to come in making these speeches every damn time the cameras get on you, we don't want that. Because then now we got to answer questions to that shit. We already, if you bring you in, we already got to answer Kaepernick questions. Okay, cool. But then we got to answer, okay, what do you think about what Kaepernick said? Well, what do he say now? You know what I mean? <laughs> so... Those type of things people are scared of, I believe, more than anything. Antonio Brown got two jobs this year, so that I I, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you gonna say? Antonio Brown wilding and Kaepernick. No, Antonio Brown went wilding to Kaepernick talking all that. No, 
Yeah, absolutely. He talking, Raj, what are your he thoughts? talking dumb nigga shit though. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think about. if I if if we start our league, the best friend, the best friend weekend league, <laughs> football league, um, Colin Kaepernick will be our commissioner slash quarterback for the the uh, the Boosie badasses or whatever you call it. <laughs> um, no, it's singular like the. Heat I mean, and I the honestly, magic is like the Boosie you know, badass. Just, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the cheerleader. This is one badass cheerleader. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you know how I mean, how I feel. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry it came to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, I don't, I don't like it at all. Um, but man, it's to me, it's over with. Like, it's, it's done. Like, this was, this was kind of the last dish effort. And I think the NFL was basically saying, hey, you're gonna either do it this way, you know, our way or the highway. And he, he was like. I'm taking the highway and I'm gonna do it anyway, and he did it and it didn't work. And Frank Sinatra, Dad. Uh, I just I don't and and then to to address to address the Stephen A the Stephen A Smith thing. I think I think Stephen A is entitled to his opinion. I I, I like I said I think maybe he knows something that we don't know about. But I just uh, got news that he got in this crazy long. Fight with Eric Reed yeah, yeah. about the that situation happened. on Instagram. Um, it was on. It was and, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay, Twitter, but but it was actually on Instagram as well. He posted oh, okay. a picture okay. of it. Cool, cool, cool. He posted a picture of what what Eric Reed said about him on Twitter, Twitter and then he and went, went in to Instagram and, and went in up, on him, right? Because <laughs> the amount of words that he used, he couldn't have put that many words on. I get your point. On Twitter, I get your point. It was Instagram only, so he um. I mean, I man, I I just don't know. I think it's just two different two different philosophies, and I think that Stephen A. just like you said is one of them old dudes. that's just like, man, hey, you need to you need to dance a little bit, you know, to like to get what you want, and that's just how some old black people are, bro. And I can't tell them how to live, okay. so we just got two different philosophies okay. from two different schools. Okay, let's sort of talk about it. Let's talk about it because we all work for large organizations, right? Not some mm-hmm. some some larger than others, right? Raj, you work for a very big organization. I work for a university. Los works for a school district, right? So there's a lot of people there's a, a certain amount of tap dancing that has to go on as a black man in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, are you kind of of the mind? Because that was the original conversation that um, this podcast brought to you by Jay Harry. The first thing that Jay Harry and I we were sitting around when it, when it happened, we was like, "Come on, man! What it, like what if what if you was doing a job interview? You was going to a job interview. You say, nah, we not. I'm not coming to y'all office. Y'all come um, 45 miles. Y'all come meet me 45 miles down the street and y'all interview me over here. Like, there ain't no way I'm gonna get the job, right? Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. what there's there's an aspect to that. Um, I think that's an oversimplification. And at the time, I was kind of beating the drum that Kaepernick like tripping. But the more I've thought about it, I think I've changed my mind a bit. But can y'all speak to that as a as a black man? What are certain things that you feel like you don't or can't or won't do to get a job slash keep a job um, in corporate America? I think when I so I'm a whenever you I can't. It's kind of crazy to look at it from the same lens as like my life mm-hmm. compared to Kaepernick life. But if I will, um, if I'm looking at it from the same lens, then the man needs to go and like be grateful of what the NFL is trying to give him because I would do the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you lost your job, but how about this? You were a top performer. We need you to come back, work for a couple of days just to show us that you're still a top performer, and then we'll give you your job back potentially on how you do. I would be grateful for that, especially if that's where I wanted to be. Hmm. Looking at it from my lens, from my perspective, 
Um, it seems it seems like, uh, I guess in the NFL, these players view themselves as a little bit more individualized yeah. than I am. I'm like I'm I'm in a I'm in a giant corporation and I'm just one of many. But these dudes are like the people that they're not just like the frontline employee. You know what I mean? Like they're actually the person like that you would not. It cannot. You can't replace it with a robot. Yeah. You know, if you work at McDonald's and like. I went to McDonald's and this is crazy because I feel like I had like this old school thought in my head. But like I went to McDonald's and I went to the counter to order something one day. And this lady was like, you know, you can order at the kiosk. Right. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, that kiosk don't have your job right. at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So like there's no such thing as a kiosk or a computer taking Colin Kaepernick's or anyone in the NFL's job. Like they, they're the they're they're not just a, they're, they're a big part of it. I don't care about the owner. Like the owner don't they don't do stuff for me like the players do stuff. So I think it's a little bit more individualized, but I still think that yes, there has to be a little bit song and dance. And you know what? Everybody else, including Eric Reed, is doing the same well, thing. Can, can I take I, I want to say there's one caveat that I think makes it different that you haven't really mentioned in that in that in that space is that like let's say your job paid you a hundred thousand dollars a year. Let's say you made exactly a hundred thousand dollars a year. However, Additionally, during doing the podcast, because people like what you do at your regular job, the podcast pays you $80,000 a year. So you get an extra $80,000 a year doing the podcast. And now you're like, you, you don't you don't have your job no more. So you don't get the, the, the six figures. But now the podcast says, okay, we'll give you 120. So hmm. I think that that idea that, you know, Nike's still floating him. Is makes it a little different of the way he's handling himself with yeah. the NFL than like us. He ain't hurt. He ain't hurting for money, basically. I think that's. I think that part. Ass. I think that part needs to be you know recognized. He's not on his ass, and he and he refused. I think he refused to dance. But I know me, uh, you know, working at a, at a school district, it's definitely some things that you can and cannot say that mm-hmm. I definitely think all the time. You know, what I'm saying like anything outlandish. Uh, if a conversation comes up about, you know, what are we doing or trying to help or are we doing anything new in the district, I definitely ask them what are we doing for, you know, uh, you know, our 65, 70% of the African-American students to make sure they get a piece of that, you know. Uh, I ask those questions in certain meetings. But am I, you know, coming in there or standing in, in the front of the meeting handling out pamphlets talking about, you know, the devil, you know, white devil. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that. But I definitely will ask those questions. Uh, so I guess for him, uh, in that situation, like you said, it makes a whole lot of sense why he is, you know, he does do that. You know, he's not hurting for money or anything like that. But I think if he, you know, kind of take the Jay-Z approach to it a little bit, huh? Because uh, they're saying Jay-Z did have something to do with that, which I was wrong about that. Uh, I just want to point that out real quick. But, um, you know, you, 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 I guess, you, you know, you be quiet. You do what they say. If you that works, you get in. And then you can do, you know, you start moving, you you infiltrate within, you know, you get back in the league and then start initial, you know, it start going back, uh, you know, at your job, what you want to do and kind of what you want to get done from within instead of on the outside, I guess, if that's what you're really trying to do, expose everybody. That's what it seemed like you're trying to do. Like get in, get in there first and then go about with all the little rents and all that, you know, but I think, you know, he scared them off with that last little, that little walk off he did, in my opinion. Oh, so, so, I mean, you, you did, you said a lot and, and you said a lot. And I think at some point you thought I was going to let you get away with that, but no, I'm not. Okay. So, 
Um, you a fan, a phony, a fake, a pussy, a stan. I whip your ass. You 36 in a karate class. You tie boho. So I'm still on Jay-Z ass. Don't get it twisted. Like I think that <laughs> Jay-Z had something to do with. Okay, you read that article, that headline that multiple people went came for me in my inbox. So don't get it twisted. Los, you're not the only one. Multiple I just, people I came to get you for me. Up, I knew you didn't like it. And and you know what I said? What it said? It said after backlash from the um the the you know hip hop community the job. the culture he was like oh i need to do something for Kaepernick. he didn't he never went into this with the intention to do so he did it because he wanted to save face miss me with that jay-z shit and i and i hear uh, you you don't know that though al that's i mean that's what every every article we read said every single one i read the same stuff you read none of them said jay-z came right. with that in a, a that's fine this is the equivalent of Kanye fucking with Trump. It is the same thing as Jay-Z like messing with man. the NFL. So if Kanye was messing with Trump, then all of a sudden he said, we, we got mad oh. and was like, man, look, Kanye messing with Trump. Why? Oh, he wilding like we did. And then Kanye, then Kanye would have came out and said, well, guess what? I got Trump to give every black person reparations. That's big, though. Hold up. Hold up. All of y'all would have been like, all of y'all would have been like, oh shit, Kanye did that. Kanye did it. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm not finished. Can I finish? Can I finish? Because I didn't thought about this. I, I had I had it in for you, Jay-Z stands all fucking week. I, I didn't thought about this. But hold up. Y'all all get reparations, but y'all all also getting this letter in the mail that you got to sign. And it say, you can never ask the white man for nothing again. The police, y'all can't sue no police for shooting no niggas. We, they get to do it with oh. impunity. They get to, like, uh, look, hold, hold up. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. You got your reparations, huh? Sign the paper. <laughs> nah, sign the paper, Kaepernick. Sign the paper. But sign the paper. Hold up. Hold up. It came with a paper. It came with a paper. Sign the paper, Cap. You want to? no paper, man. C-A-P-A-K-A-Kaepernick Sign the paper <laughs> I ain't signed no papers man Hey we going to the high school with this shit <laughs> <laughs> To get y'all reparations <laughs> Y'all gonna have a press conference And say y'all need reparations I'm going to my old football locker get my But Kanye guess me. what Kanye got y'all reparations You should be happy Kanye got y'all reparations That's all I'm I saying no that, I, I That's the that's the analogy, dog. That's all I'm saying, man. Y'all can run behind that Jay-Z shit. Jay-Z is Kanye, man. That's all I'm saying, dog. That's all I got for y'all. I don't, I don't know if he They did have a it. CD together. So <laughs> Watch the throne. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Watching the throne. Otis. Otis? Nah. Okay, okay. Uh, look, we didn't talk about Cap a lot, and I think there's a lot to unpack down. there. Uh, yeah, I definitely wrote that down. I was coming for that one. Uh, Dre Hype had me had me primed for this conversation. He called me yesterday and started giving me his opinions. Um, he had some other good opinions too, talking about how, like, he was equating it to a relationship about how if you get uh, like your girl looking in your phone and some other stuff. He had a, a great analogy. I just didn't want to run with that one because I don't want to be talking about on on the, on the podcast. I'm not trying to put that that energy out for everybody. Oh, um, so the other thing is. Miles Garrett, man. That happened this week. Um, yeah. I think Miles Garrett, if you look at the video in slow motion, 
He really was just trying to put Mason Rudolph helmet back on for him. What y'all think? <laughs> I mean, that's that's funny. That's one of them. That's one of them kind of running Facebook jokes out there. I love it. But um, I uh, I mean, I, that man appealed. I, I hope he don't get an indefinite. You know, I actually I actually met a Steelers fan, a lady today that was we got into talking about, it and she said, "Why, why he had to do that and all of this?" And I'm like, "Do you do you want to know how I feel about you know like I, I don't want to disrespect your team like that because I don't know you, but like." I'd love to tell you how I feel about it, and, and I'm like, you know, whenever you, whenever you, um, you know, you mess with somebody that just manhandle you, like Mason Rudolph got manhandled, you might get hit in the head with something. And and I think that if Miles Garrett had a fist in his hand, like or whatever, a shoulder pad, whatever it would have been, he would have got hit with it. And he just so happened to have the helmet. I just don't necessarily like that, like people try to make this like the powers that be are gonna make this decision like to me mason rudolph should be in in the office uh miles garrett should be in there martin pouncey like everybody that was involved should be in there and they should all come to like an arbitrary like what we gonna give everybody because i think that mason rudolph did more to irk miles garrett than miles garrett did to hurt mason rudolph so i'm i'm of the i'm of the school of thought where i think miles garrett should be straight three games we good uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I, well, I, I watched the whole the play in his, tata- his totality. I guess so. When he hit him, he was going down. You know, as a quarterback, you don't. I, you know, you never want to get done like that. So he got the fidgeting with him, trying to get him off him, and that's when you know uh, Garrett went nuts. All right. So my thing is whole thing. He took his, he tried to get his helmet off. You couldn't get his off, so he snatched yours off. My whole you can't hit, you can't swing the helmet at the man. Like you can't you can't do that. So I'm cool with I don't think it should be indefinitely, uh, you know, three or four games or three games and some money, you know, but I don't think it should be indefinitely. You just I just you can't swing a helmet at a dude. That's come on now. So I, you can't you can't go you can't go after that man either, after that man manhandled you. You should have stayed on the ground like other smart quarterbacks would have done. I mean, so no, I mean you're still a man. You know, you still because you, your your family in the, in the uh, crowd watching. You got the fake. He ain't really want to fight that man. You notice he's well, no behind. Well, don't act like it. No, you got to. That's you, what you, you get know, for acting. No, no, you can't. You can't. You can't act up. You could get smacked up. Okay, but you just can't <laughs> lay on the ground while your kids up there watching, and then you try to discipline. Them, be like, oh well, you didn't do that when he slammed you and took your helmet out there. You know what I'm saying? Just certain things you just can't do. So I think he she did right by going at them like faking. But he did get, right by going after him. Yes, man. You can't just let that man manhandle you and just sit there and lay down. On, I, I think that I think that Los is saying something that makes sense, right? I do think he should have went to try to get his helmet back. Like, don't be holding Come my on, man. like don't be holding my <laughs> helmet like a trophy. Like you just ripped my head off. <laughs> Come and you on, hold man. It. I do. I honestly do think that. But I, well, like I told Roger on Friday when we talked about it, I feel like if I if I'm chilling, me and you chilling, talking noise at school, and we in eleventh grade, Los. And you try to grab my backpack off my back, and I say, "Man, get off me!" And then I grab yours off you, and then mm. your boy hop on me, chunk it, grab me up, and like, "Oh man, come on, mm. man! Why you took Lowe's backpack?" And then you running behind him, I'm swinging that backpack at your head, cutting like, period. Okay, right. it's it's yeah. what's in my hand at that moment. Understood. Cutting. Understood. So, it's a backpack. I, it's a backpack, not a helmet. And what we, I think we are is, at when you got a street fight, if it was but a book, game, if got, it was a book, I'm gonna hit you in the head with a book. Okay. He fine. got bapped up. So look, dude got bapped up, and the first thing he did was threw his arms up. Oh, like, look, they hit me. Y'all saw him? Oh. Y'all saw him? Yeah. 
Like, you should have kept going. If you had enough strength to throw your arms up and say, oh, no, he he wild. You should have kept going after him. You don't understand. That, that, was, that was an excuse to stop. No, he didn't want to go, but he had to. No. That was an excuse to be like, okay. I can, this nigga cry, I can stop. Lowe's, once Pouncey yeah. them took him to the ground, what if Mason Rudolph would have ran over there too and just stomped that man? Yeah. <laughs> I would have had so much more respect for Mason yeah. Rudolph. If yeah. he wouldn't have threw his hand up like a punk. Yeah. Like if, I'm yeah, sorry, I didn't exactly. use that word in a long time. <laughs> On the Go ahead, I appreciate that. My apologies. Good job. My apologies. I'm happy it wasn't me first. I'm happy it wasn't me first. <laughs> if he'd have ran over there and stomped on that man head, stomped on Miles Gary, cutting, we would have been like, cutting Mason okay. Rudolph is about that life, cutting. Because if they were if they were Lamar Jackson, that definitely would have happened. Now, what if it, it was Lamar ugly. Jackson? Now, they said earlier, I heard, um, what's his name? The the one that, oh man, I can't even remember his name. He's on um, first take sometimes. The one who liked the Cowboys a bunch. Help me out, Raj. Um, Will Kane. Will Kane. Yeah, there you go. He was like, "Well, you think that it would be the same thing if Richie Incognito hit Lamar Jackson?" I was like, "But it ain't Richie uh-huh. Incognito. Richie Incognito is like the worst example. Miles Garrett is like a nice guy. That's like JJ mm-hmm. Watt hitting Lamar Jackson. Like if JJ Watt hit Lamar Jackson with his own helmet, and Lamar Jackson was running after him trying to hook Lamar." Lamar Jackson probably would have got suspended. I'm, I'm just, I mean, it's just how the world works. It's just, I mean, yeah. I, I hate that we see everything in black and white, but it just is. Think about the optics of Lamar Jackson with that, with that, with that, with that Harry and Tubman yeah. hell. You say yeah. what? <laughs> what you they would have shot, they would have shot JJ White up in the, in the, in the, in the tunnel though. He might he have got Jackson shot, because that is a thing. <laughs> but they, but they also talking about how Miles Garrett career is never. I mean, uh, Ray Lewis did stab and kill somebody, so I mean. He went away. He got Marvin, a, Car- a, a, Marvin Harrison did kill somebody allegedly. too. Hey, I mean, people get away allegedly. with shit. Allegedly. <laughs> people do murder. People do murder every night. I mean, Pac Man Jones was killed by four people. <laughs> he didn't leave. Hey, so. n- not too much on Pac Man Jones. I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> That's the truth, hey, man. I'm, I'm, wrapping up, I'm wrapping up this sports segment of the podcast. But um, before we do, man, I want to definitely wrap up this sports talk with a word from our newest sponsor. A to Z Fitness. Look, it's never a bad time to get in the best shape of your life. Do yourself a favor and go to Zeno Fitness and get with the homie out for Zeno. In addition to virtual training, his state-of-the-art Stafford workout facility is located in Southwest Houston, right off of Murphy Road. You can come to A to Z Fitness and use the equipment, schedule a private workout with one of the trainers, or do a boot camp to get you headed in the right direction. They're open seven days a week, so feel free to join the team to scope and tone, do high intensity and strength training, ultimately get the results that you're looking for all of the coaches at a to z are knowledgeable on fitness and health and will have you motivated to be the best you that you could be listen i'm gonna stop talking about it because you could already have visited the site and got started on your journey toward being a champion a to z fitness it's about damn time to get fine so pull up if you wanna get strong completely then you carry your fat ass to A to Z Fitness. <laughs> Bitch, yeah. Come get fine, who? What be wrong with him, dog? I don't know. Los, what be wrong with him? I mean, right. what be wrong be with him? That's your friend, dog. That's your friend. My little jingles be jamming. My little jingles be jamming to me. That's just like, man, I like him. I like him. Oh, shit, man. Listen, I got a, a question, though, and I, I really need to ask this before I go to the next story. Man, is sex trafficking, like, on the come up? Because I feel like every Facebook post I've seen over the last week and a half been, girl, watch, uh, they got a van on Westheimer picking up uh, women. 
The Uber driver yeah. locked the doors on me. Girl, you need to make sure that the child lock not on. Cutting, is it like really yeah. an epidemic right now? Or is it just like yeah, the social media they, uh, thing? Nah, it, it's going bad. Uh, it's worldwide. They got like 24 million um, victims worldwide. And they got a lot, you know, they got hubs now. So, um, like, they, they like they hiding in plain sight. And they not only just sex trafficking people, they're killing people for organs and shit now, they saying. Uh, all kind of shit. Like, they got them, they, like, I know they taking girls in, is it in Atlanta? Or somewhere they just found a girl. And they had them, they had the girls uh, wearing her jobs. So you can't see their faces. And they, they put them in houses, man, and, and send them out to fuck. Like. It's a it's a billion dollar business, billion dollar with a B. Man, I almost think I, I honestly think that there's not much, there's not much that's more evil than that, bro. And I don't know, you know, I, I think I think just awareness of it might be on the rise because I think sex trafficking has been a thing. Mm-hmm. We start to find out about all of these people in, you know, back in the day, like fifty years ago, this person sex trafficked over a hundred thousand girls. You know, like you you find out things about people like. Posthumously, you know, mm-hmm. posthumously. What's what's that word? How you say that? The word? second way. Is it posthumously? Yeah, the second no way. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, you um, I don't. I, man, it's it's just crazy. And then every, I feel like without without hesitation, you see an Asian massage parlor on a monthly basis get busted for some sort of sex trap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me. Like I, I just think that that's so crazy. But it's. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's yeah. that's that's an so, evil business. So I me, think bro. that like, I, that self, I mean, I have a specific set of skills that would stop. Um, I'm just like taking was definitely all about stupid. sex trafficking. But You're stupid. So <laughs> when I think sex trafficking, I think what you just said, Raj. I think people coming from different cities, countries that don't know what they're coming to the United States for, or maybe do know, or usually don't, or they go to another country. It might not be the United States. It might be Thailand. It might be anywhere. It might be Dubai. It might be here. And they didn't know what they was coming for. They end up here. They end up in a situation that they like. They can't control. And now they they have they in sex work. So, Mm-mm. um, and after a while, it just becomes normal, and that's what they do. So I understand that to be like the the age old way of what sex trafficking is. But what I'm noticing, like what I'm saying, the uptick that I've seen over the last few weeks is like Reggie, regular black girls in like mm-hmm. Houston and Atlanta and Louisiana mm-hmm. is getting just picked like. People driving up in Ubers and picking them up and trying to take them. Like, mm-hmm. that's not nothing I've seen before. And my question is, is that a real thing? Or is that just kind of mm-hmm. like scare tactics on the internet right now? That's where I'm kind of, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Now, I, I, think I mean, I think I think you got to be careful what you read. Not necessarily you per se, but just for all of the listeners out there, what you read on um, Facebook. Because it's a lot of snippets from like websites like The Onion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like they're like their job is to do that you know for yeah. people to screenshot it and just like for it to totally lose all of its incredibility and become something real yeah you know what i'm like so like sure i think that that may have happened but like if a website that's just completely irreputable i i, I just not to go back to sports but eight years ago I saw Anthony Davis is going to be traded to the Boston Celtics but from the Inquisitor.com. Yeah. And it's totally irreparable. Like, so, I don't know. I just think you should be careful of your sources. And it completely, one thing that burns my boot is when people post, I guess what you would say, fake news. Like, yeah. when people post stuff that's, like, fake, 
but you found it and you snipped it or you saw somebody else post it, so you're just sharing it because you thought that it was real. So the one that, sh- that I saw sh- shared a bunch was a video of a girl, like, and she was like off of Westheimer somewhere in Houston, and she was like, no, I was she's in a right car. By my house. Yeah, she had to get uh, out and run. Down the street. Yeah, you so you saw that video, and that's the one that yeah, kind of no got video. me. But I saw like three or four other ones where they was like, boy, it's out of control. And they're just showing pictures of white vans sitting in parking lots. And every white van now is supposed to be like trying to sex traffic people. I mean, I don't know. It's just it seems like a bunch going on. And I mean, like I said, I don't know what's fake and what's yeah. real with that. I, mean, I, think, I think that they've been, I, they've, go, go ahead. So no, I just think on some levels, Los, is it's a good thing to to be aware. And if mm-hmm. it, and if the end result of all of this is that women are more aware of their surroundings and not wanting to do stuff, but they got people like Rob Kazi, you know, y'all follow Rob Kazi or maybe um, Tommy um, hit the, hit up that big four five. I don't know if y'all like Rob Kazi, real mm-hmm. funny little dude online. Yeah, he was posting like "Be careful, baby girl," and he's showing like a video like "Man, look," and talking about this about Uber drivers and how people like two female Uber drivers didn't pick him up because he was in like a dark, well, not well lit place. And he was like, I understand because this sex trafficking shit is real out here. So even celebrities is kind of like out there with it. So I'm just kind of like, is it a real thing that's on the uptick? Is like, and I guess maybe we should holler that officer friendly or somebody to get some real statistics on it, but as opposed to yeah. just surmising, but I don't know. But I, th- I think it's, it's, it's real. And I think uh, what's going on is they're bringing a lot more light to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know, kind of a lot of times people try to keep that kind of stuff under wraps, but it's been a lot of girls just coming up missing for no reason. You know, has and, and it always been, but when you blast them out on the internet and they, you know, kind of finding them, I forgot this lady's name, but she did an interview and she came from sex trafficking. She ended up being, you know, getting caught up in that and uh, just one day just getting out, getting out. And you know, that's what I think she. That's what she does. She still got her ear to the streets. Well, that's what she's saying, and that she, um, you know. She helps find girls, so you know she still got people everywhere, whatever you know. Which she kind of know they taking them, and she's just saying they they're going to different great lengths to do this stuff now. And she said it's it, it is real and it, it's happening everywhere. And like it was like a hotbed time. She was like this the time school starting back, watch your kids, you know, tell them to be, you know, watch their back and where they going and all that, you know, like make your kids show you location, which you you know so you know at least have an idea. Okay, where were they when they were taken? You know, stuff like that because. It's getting kind of heavy, and you know, you keep looking and paying attention to the news and these videos ain't coming out for no reason a lot of times. Now, I can stand like I will, the Facebook articles and stuff, you know, those are fake, but when people making videos about that, some of that stuff, you know, all that ain't bullshit. I mean, I think, it, I think it goes hand in hand with the statistics. So I looked up some statistics from human trafficking hotline.org, um, and I'll start just at 2015, there was 5,714 human trafficking. Cases reported in 2015, 2016, 7,748, 17, 8,773. And in 2018, there was 10,949 human trafficking 10, cases. 10,949. And that's what they've been saying in Dillard's this whole time. <laughs> I'm covering my mouth, Raj. I can't laugh too hard at that, but... That's for Richard, man. 10,949. Yeah. <laughs> but so it does look like it's on the uptick. So two things you one one suggestion and um uh, and one question. The question is, did they ever find those girls um that Boko Haram took in Nigeria? Are they still looking for them girls? Like, because this happens all over the world, like real talk. And the other mm-hmm. suggestion is if you got an old lady, 
tell us she need to have her, her location lo- um, services shared with you at all times now because it's a sex trafficking epidemic. So I need to know where you're at at that all times. That also time. means that you need to have your uh, location shared with her at all times. I'm fine with that if I'm going to save a life. Look at that's that's a good that's a great answer, my brother. Now don't quote me on that. Um, the new eye barrier. <laughs> we got a story from the Washington Post that we said we wanted to talk about. Man, shout out this podcast brought to you by our homeboy Jamal Lewis hit us up and was like, "Hey, man, this this story needs to be shown some light uh, because a lot of people not talking about it, and it's something we definitely need to talk about." Man, Judge Laurie Landry um, was the first elected to the bench in 2002 after serving almost nine years as the assistant district attorney, the ADA, like Angela Valdez, for the 16th Judicial um, District Court. She was the first African-American female assistant district attorney in the 16th Judicial Court and the first African-American female elected to the bench in that district. That's all around where we're from. The 16th Judicial Court covers Iberia Parish, St. Martin Parish, and St. Mary Parish. And, you know, I feel a little affinity to this. I mean, I've met uh, Judge Landry before and like just like her my mother was like the first African-American female to be named the principal at a high school in New Iberia so I understand where we're from I understand the wheels of kind of of change and I understand that that's a very important role that this lady plays but basically they're saying her outspokenness on politics like police brutality racial profiling and sentencing disparities has put her at, at odds with our local prosecutors who say that she is unjustly, unjustly accusing them of being biased against African-Americans. And um, they began requesting that she be, be recused from pending criminal cases on the ground that she's biased or prejudiced against this office, such that she cannot be fair or impartial. The evidence they use, they cite comments that she reportedly made from the bench, such as African-American men do not survive traffic stops with the police. Damn, that sounds pretty fair. From the bench. <laughs> She has repeatedly pointed out instances (laughs) where she believes white defendants are getting more generous plea deals than black defendants and suggests that cops who are caught planting evidence can be um, indicative of a broader culture of corruption and claim that prosecutors apply the state's habitual offenders um, statute inconsistently, which disproportionately puts African-Americans in more harm or risk than anyone else. Sounds like she's saying facts and not biased shit. Earlier this I month, agree. she was facing more than 300 virtually identical motions asking for her to be removed from her upcoming cases. So guess what? Routine court proceedings have been grounded to a halt and hundreds have rally- rallied in um, Landry's defense in recent weeks. Guess what? It's keeping defendants in limbo. So people who are like waiting for trial and stuff, they having to mm-hmm. sit down longer because they are not allowing them to go to court and shit. Um, so mm-hmm. basically, this is just another scenario of New Iberia being in the news for all the wrong reasons, just like they were with Victor White and Judge Ackle in this whole episode we did on Sugartown. Same damn thing, a, the, a rollover from that. Um, like, you know, it's the, the antics that they're using, the tactics that they're used are like the same things they did with Barack when he was in office, like the filibuster and like just, I'm just mm-hmm. going to sit here and I'm not going to let you do your job. Nope. Um, Until so, you quit. You, until you quit. quit. Mm-hmm. Basically, I mean, some more statistics about Louisiana. Roughly a third of the state's population is black, and that black prisoners constitute 91% of the inmates serving life without parole for nonviolent mm-hmm. offenses. Um, murderers in Louisiana are 14 times as likely to get the death penalty if their victim is white rather than if their victim is black. 
Like, it's a whole bunch of crazy foolishness in Louisiana. And right now, it just went to the Louisiana Supreme Court this week to hear the um, the actual case. So this is a lot going on. And I, I know I talked about it a lot. But I want to put I this on the radar of everyone mm-hmm. about Judge Laurie Lantry's plight. Raj, I know you're from New Iberia, so I know you're going to have some thoughts on it. Los, I know you're not from there, but I want to know what you think about that. Okay, well, I, I think if anybody can see the injustice going on, it would be somebody who's sitting here cases all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If she could, I mean, I mean, I'm sure she can almost pinpoint it because you, you're the one that the people are pleading their case to on all those accounts. So you look, you you look at a defendant. You know, you that's what you've been doing since what 2002, I believe. Yeah, when she was appointed, something like that. No, 2002, so she if, was in, actually the the prosecutor, I think. Yeah, but when, when did she uh, get appointed judge? Uh, I don't remember. Some nine time years ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, 2011. Yeah. 2011. Okay. 2011. Okay. So she's been, you know, doing this for a oh, while. Oh no, it so was 2002. Anybody... You're right. I was wrong. Yeah, Keep, was, going. I, Keep going. Keep going. 2002. Yeah. 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 I, I'm but um, I believe that you know if anybody's able to see injustice going on, it would be somebody who's sitting here cases all day. You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't know her very well. But I, if somebody, if anybody, whether she's black or white, you do know when what wrong is wrong is right is right. You know what I mean? So I mean, I think it's a lot to what she has going, what she's saying. And if anybody would know, it would be her. So um, you know, and you know, white white people going white, and they like, oh hell no, wait a minute, we got to get her out of here, and they they about to hold up a whole bunch of people that should be out of jail. Or, you know, should be doing whatever they're supposed to be doing by now, trying to get this laid up out of there because they want to keep on as business as usual. I'm like. <clears throat> so I think I think um this man, we talked about this very, very topic a lot today. Um, and it's like like what do you what do you do? You know, like so do you do you sit there and be a judge and you sing and you dance? Or do you actually say something about it and potentially lose your job? Mm-hmm. And and you say mm-hmm. something about it and you try to fight from within mm-hmm. and who's going to help you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like at the top, it's going to be, you know who it's going to be. You know what demographic it's going to be at the top or even in the middle, like wherever you are. Like oh, So who's going who's gonna to help you with your cause? And if you lose your job and then now you're in the Daily Iberian talking about, ah, oh, I got treated bad, then eventually you're just going to be forgotten about. So, like, Nobody what do you cares. do? Like, it's really like a double-edged sword. Like, so to Los's point, I appreciate, like, I appreciate that, Los, mm-hmm. and, and that you said, like, this this is somebody that sits here and listens to this all day. Mm-hmm. So why would you, like, take it lightly? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you, why would you say... Oh, this lady don't know what the hell she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, this lady don't need to be in office no more because she cares too much about black people. I'm gonna tell you this. I'll give you a story. I got a cousin that was that was in jail in 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 her parish and went and you know had plenty of plenty of favor, plenty of friends that mutual friends with with uh with this lady and she was not budging. This is a I'm gonna let you know. It's a black cousin. I don't have any white cousins, so this is a black cousin. She was not letting him out of jail. At any time, I'm not letting him out of jail. He needs to do like basically he needs to pay his, you know, he serve his time. Mm. This he needs to serve justice. Like this is what this is what it is. Like it's black and white. It's not oh because he's black I'm gonna take it easy on him. No, mm. he needs to do his time because this is what he did. So I, I actually err on the side because of my experience, my indirect experience with her. 
know that she don't just give black people favor because they black. She's just speaking out on her experiences. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, I think that it, if you really kind of step back and look at things and just kind of as a, as a general rule, I think black women get an unfair rep a lot of time for being like carrying the burden of the black agenda, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if you look at polling data and different things, um, like, you know, shout out, John Bell Edwards beat Phony Risboni, right? Last weekend, our governor mm-hmm. is not a, of Louisiana, is not a, a Trump head, right? It's still John mm-hmm. Bell Edwards. I bet if you look at that vote that they said the black vote had to come out, I bet that black vote is like 90% women, black women. Yeah. Just like when Obama won, it was like, like the numbers were some crazy shit, like 95% of black women went for Obama, but mm-hmm. while only it might have been 78% of black men. You know what I mean? Like it was a, yeah. it is disproportionate as far as kind of like the the Democratic Party is like it's black women. So mm-hmm. when we talk about these things that black people believe in and, and like being a unified front of black America and whatever else, like how often do you see like a black woman coon on like CNN, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how often do you see a, a black Stacy Dash? Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. You you, you will know them by name, right, Raj? Because it's yeah. not so. But think about how many black man coons you got, like Ooh, the preachers man. and and sheriffs and and that little that little Sports Paris animals. dude. Sports and like yeah. they got so many black man coons yeah. that like um raccoons um that do we got. <laughs> spooks that we got out here doing all of the wrong stuff i say all of that to come back and say that it's tough for a black woman because she's going to be intimately like like it's the same thing and i spoke about my mother it's the same some of the same experiences with my mother how they tried to play her out of being the head principal at new iberia senior high when she had the longer tenure and she had everything else because of that good old boy network of new iberia you don't want that black woman at the top, right? Like you don't like they have negative stereotypes about black women, and it's just a it's it's women. A, period. Let alone a black woman. Yeah, but I mean, they'll let a white woman get ahead. Boys. I mean, they will though. It's and it's just it's yeah, just a, a different under control, right? I mean, I, I don't want to put it up like Kamala versus whomever else. It's like you got to be a, a special shooting star for them not to come at your neck. But even if you get up there, they're gonna mm-hmm. come at your neck. So I just Ain't think true. it's a sad state of affairs, and it speaks. To how new Iberia is. I know you know Shreveport's got his shit with him, but Roger, if you, I mean Los, if you hear anything from us telling these new Iberia stories, please understand that it's worse. Oh, <laughs> I read it today. I, oh, I read, I read it today. I but honestly I think don't think it day, gets think, any worse. I think she was a black woman. She was just like she sounded like she was sick and tired of this shit. You know what I mean? Like she just sit up there hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, like man, God damn. You know, and she. I mean, I mean what Los, I think that's exactly what it is because she's been in office in 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 uh, the judicial system for so long. Yeah. For her to just be getting you know flack for it, like yeah, yeah like she she probably put up with it for quite some time. She probably mm-hmm. just got her Black Lives Matter tat on her forearm, like me. And yeah, I think she had the same. Matter of fact, I, uh, I'm reading it right now. She went to your same tattoo artist, <laughs> and she took and she took a picture. Yeah, it's right here. She took a picture of your tattoo. Matter of fact, it was picture. not my tattoo that's on his page. It's hers, and I thought it was mine <laughs> <laughs> the whole entire time. I had. Yeah, I probably. You, man, look, dog. I, 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 those I'm, on her titty, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get a new tattoo today, man. 
Look at him. Now cue up that music for nothing nice to say. You know they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing, nothing nice, nice to say, but I'll nice. Ain't nothing nice. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about supporting black business for a minute here. Um, in the next few weeks, I'm sure you're going to be inundated with a slew of individuals asking you to support black business on Small Business Saturday or around the Christmas shopping season. And I get it. If you got to buy a bunch of gifts and whatnot, sometimes you want to go with it the cheapest, not necessarily the most impactful for the community. It makes sense. But I do want to highlight one black business. And no, I'm not talking about Best Friend Weekend. I wanted to tell you about a story of the Element Beverage Company. Um, Devin Espradon, Espadron, and Danny and Green went to high school at St. Augustine in New Orleans. Yep, that's St. Aug. You know, with the coach, two hands, two pads, you know, that chant, all that, right? <laughs> well, at St. Aug's, they developed their business venture, which was called the Element Beverage Company, which is known for a signature pineapple lemonade and all kinds of other flavors. Just so you know, Element uses all natural ingredients and pure cane sugar and doesn't have preservatives. The drink is made in Lafayette and can be found in local grocery stores in Louisiana, including Conseco's Markets, as well as restaurants including Manchu Food Store, Chinese Kitchen, and at various downtown New Orleans hotels. Devin Espadron, who's also a musician, says he was inspired by Steve Jobs and Jay-Z. A trip to Coca-Cola plant in high school solidified his interest in making beverages. The young duo were in talks about partnerships with Coca-Cola and Nike, with Devin saying that he wanted to be the first African-American non-alcoholic partner with Coca-Cola. Notice how I switched from present and future tense to past tense. It might have been subtle, but that was on purpose. Just that quick, Devin Espadron, student, son, entrepreneur, young brother, Gambit Weekly's Top 40 Under 40 and NOLA was murdered on the streets of New Orleans outside of Audubon Park this week. In much the same way that I didn't take too much interest or liking in the Marathon Clothing Store, Victory Lab, or Nipsey Hussle until he died, I feel bad that I never picked up one of those Element Beverage Company drinks when I saw him in the store. It's sad that in our culture we wait for someone to become a victim before we recognize them for their arts, talents, or business acumen. I feel bad for this young man and the community as a whole, but I'm going to ask y'all to go out and do this. Support Danny and Green and the Element Beverage Company in the memory of Devin. The website is drinkelement.us. They're not hard to find and don't have much else to say, you know, because I ain't got nothing nice to say about having to die to see your community support you. So I won't say nothing at all. It's fucked up, man. Like, that's, that's all I got, yeah. man. That's all. That's all I got, man. I never heard of the dude, but I've seen the drinks. And I mean, he's like 22. Dog. All the time. Like, it's, just, yeah, it's wow. a bad look. Yeah, no, Nola, man. Yeah, I wish I would have had an element, an element before that man died mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it happened. It, it does suck. Yeah, I mean, that I hate it because I hate that kind of thing when we, that's what it takes for us to find out about some stuff that yeah. people are doing. And I mean, I don't know if he would have been hitting us up before, like, man, I got this drink. I think we would have bought it. We'd have, if we'd have ran into him and or whatever it was, no or heard doubt. the story or whatever it is that's made by a black dude. Oh yeah. Currently, I'm on drinkelement.us.drinkelement.us.com/slash/where-to-buy. Mm-hmm. So went to the where-to-buy section, um, and I see that his drinks are being sold at Weed Ads Chicken and Shrimp, and I ate at Weed Ads Chicken and Shrimp two or three months ago, mm-hmm. and I felt bad because. 
if element if drink element was a snake, it would have bit me, and I didn't have it. Mm. So I feel extra bad now. But damn, I guess in due time, I'm gonna have me some element. Yeah, I mean, we could support we could we could support the other brother though. We could support Danny and Green and push our a windfall behind them. Hey, look, Danny, if somebody know them dudes, reach out to them. I'll do free promos for them. Um, you know what I mean on the black on the best friend weekend uh, website. On the on our on our publications going forward, man. I don't mind doing that, man. But you know, as we're in the moment, let's hear from our other sponsor, the Black Coffee Company. So five young Xavier alumni have come together to create the Black Coffee Company, man. Y'all visit theblackcoffeecompany.com to check out their art, apparel, and uh, definitely their coffee. With five unique blends of Colombian, Brazilian, Ethiopian, and Peruvian coffees, these brothers are giving you some of the best java from around the globe and some food for thought as well. These fellas aren't only distributing quality coffee, they preach the major tenets of entrepreneurship, financial freedom, and community empowerment. Uh, the whole movement is dope, but don't take my word for it. Visit theblackcoffeecompany.com and see what all the fuss is about. The Black Coffee Company, coffee for the culture. If you want coffee for black folk, go to Fubu Coffee. <laughs> wrong with the kids, oh man. man hey man so uh yeah black yeah. coffee man we they about to drop the those shirts we just talked about we had our meeting earlier this week so they're gonna have those first coffee dope, and black dope, stuff for my friends they about to be out on the black coffee website um and also um I, they, I had never really checked up on this but they told me hey man they had a couple of sales man they said their sales went up 20 percent last month with people using the discount code bfw podcast so Keep hey. using that. Fifteen percent off um, hey, now until that, the end of the coffee, year. Because they send me that uh, what you call it, uh, Harriet Tubman shirt. Well, yeah, go go do the BFW. Who are you? <laughs> 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 go use the BFW podcast um, link and you get fifteen percent shit, off. Man. You you only be singing crazy stuff about him. I say the same I, thing I, exactly I, the same I, way I, every week about him. So, but I, that's the reason why people go buy because my song. Oh, okay, I didn't know. It, Everybody loves a good jingle, boy. Use the promo code BFW Podcast, man. Like I said, 15% off of your black coffee thing. Man, look, speaking of black business, I'm going to talk about one more black business before we get out of here. Um, So, black I don't know if y'all heard, Third Ward residents have filed a lawsuit against Turkey Leg Hut. For, for poisonous turkey leg smoke. For public health risks. They said <laughs> residents near this Houston restaurant are suing owners, claiming that the smoke coming from the property is toxic. <laughs> And they said, I quote, no smoke, no smoke. White folks don't want it. Um, the plaintiff's attorney, Chris Feldman, claims they've tried to contact the business directly to come to a resolution. They say we allege that Turkey Leg Hut's illegal operations create a range of activity that is harmful to police and property with a noxious stream of pollutants that permeate the neighborhood. The restaurant, the restaurant is a public health risk in more ways than one. Unlike a neighbor who occasionally holds a backyard barbecue or even comparable restaurants anywhere else in Houston, the Turkey Leg Hut is a veritable, unregulated, and unenclosed illegal outdoor meat-smoking factory. <laughs> Uh, Turkey Lake Hunt said that we are aware against the allegations and have been cooperative with the city. Uh, we will continue to rigorously defend all allegations made against us as we work hard to have a safe and healthy environment for our community and patrons. So let me just put it like this. With that long ass line and all them niggas out there, do you think it's a mixture of hookah smoke, turkey leg smoke, weed smoke, <laughs> um, cigarette Cadillac smoke. cigarette smoke, Cadillac smoke, vape, <laughs> vape motorcycle smoke? smoke. <laughs> 
niggas Crack outside, smoke. niggas outside, won't that smoke? <laughs> <laughs> Gun smoke. Gun smoke. Gun smoke. <laughs> Choppers. <laughs> when, when 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 niggas fought and it's cold outside, oh, booty smoke. Oh God. <laughs> niggas smoke. Wow. Hey. Listen, you know what's you more impressive than anything? You said white people smoke, got cigarette smoke and barbecue, and niggas smoke got at least 33 pollutants. It got more pollutants than the <laughs> Popeye the chicken sandwich. All the smoke. All the smoke. It's a concentrated smoke when your niggas get on the grill. What? All and you know so much, what's funny to me is that white people can always find a lawyer that file those motions for them. <laughs> Man, they, like, they can always find a lawyer and be like, y'all take it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like they always find a lawyer and be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, they got their turkey legs and what <laughs> in your in your neighborhood? Black people? Like you can you can just find somebody to be appalled about that. Like just imagine <laughs> if you was a lawyer, if yeah. you were um if you were uh Los AKA CP a CAP Esquire, yeah, and then somebody came up to you and was like, "Hey man." They got a they got a they got a, a turkey leg restaurant behind my house what? that's got all the smoke coming from it. All the smoke. I feel like more so than you being like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you with your situation. You would check out the spot. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to give me some these. Is that right? There's a turkey leg spot. Okay, who, who I'll look was? into it. And black folk. <laughs> hmm. And then post post a uh, a snap story. Hey, this shit good from the turkey leg from spot. the suit ad though. I, man, I'd be, I be having Turkey Leg Hut having to do free catering for every homeowners association meeting with nothing but <laughs> all, we, all we telling. Like straight up, cutting all we telling. I'm going to need it all. I'm going to need all the smoke. You hear me? Y'all back here smoking turkey legs, polluting my backyard. Dog always hungry, barking. Dog's probably dead. Yeah, nigga. Let's just be honest. <laughs> from, from turkey smoke? That's a point. No, you just said all of those pollutants in that smoke. That ain't just turkey smoke. We just it's a it's a veritable fucking outdoor um unregulated <laughs> unenclosed illegal meat smoking factory, nigga. Well, <laughs> white folk creative, man. That's funny as hell to me. Damn, that's funny, man. Damn, man. That's that's, that's oh, nigga gathering going on. That's funny. It's too much happening. It's like that back, uh, barbecue yeah. Becky or whatever her name was, like on the next level, man. Look, um, last thing, last thing, last thing. We want to make sure we make put it out there. Rodney Reed didn't die today, man. He got a 120 Shout day out. reprieve from the um, court of criminal appeals in Texas. So that's four months reprieve. Shout out Kim Kardashian. Yeah, you know I mean for doing for doing your yeoman's work for the black community like you always do. Shout out for that old. Suit that you was wearing, like a, the number four pick in the nineteen ninety eight. You know what I'm saying? Shout out! Matter of fact, they were in Houston at uh your boy church, Doctor Joe. Yeah, so nah, Mister O, Mister O. Now nah, y'all y'all feet wet. Y'all can't come in here. No, not today. <laughs> oh no, 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 not no, Flooded. no, 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 not not here. Oh no, no. no. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> Not up in here. But Kanye, come on, get his sermon real quick. <laughs> hey, look. Get them baskets full. Listen, man. It is what it is, man. It's almost the end of the month. Look, y'all have a good weekend. Make it a best friend weekend. And we are out. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow.
<laughs> no quick head in my bed. I can't have that. I want that long neck, not talking giraffe neck. Ain't no laying down, man. We about to have late fun. I'm about to make your balls stick up like space buns. Want your dick soaked? Place it in my throat. Tongue tickle your dick, but not telling a joke. Pedal in this pussy. That's how you rock a boat. It get live in this pussy. I'm not talking periscope. In the sheets, I'm a bully. Give more head than a hoodie. Every time you make me come, it look just like vanilla pudding. Sit on your face all day until you say, Bay, it hurt me. <laughs> then I turn around and give the dick more kisses than a Hershey's. <laughs> Listen, bro. That whole cold. Bro. Hey. Hey. Bro. We got to ban her right from now. the NFL segment, bro. I don't like, no, I don't know. No, cutting. no, no, no. Cutting, that's, no, that's no. people mama listen that's to this the, podcast. That's the real MVP right there. I don't. She won. She did, she's the Michael Jordan of the NV, of the NFL. Hey, well, by <laughs> far. <laughs> by far. 